Are you a teacher who's feeling stressed out and overwhelmed? Do you worry that you're feeling symptoms of burnout? (laughs) Or are you sure you've already gotten there? Have you started to dream of doing some other kind of job or perhaps pursuing a whole different career, but you don't know what else you're even qualified to do? You don't know how to start a job search? You just feel stuck? If that sounds like you, I promise you're not alone. My name is Kitty Boytnot. I'm a career transition and job search coach, and I specialize in helping burnout teachers just like you deal not only with the stress and overwhelm of your day-to-day job, but to consider what other careers might be out there waiting for you. Join me for Teachers in Transition. In some episodes, I'll be speaking to stress management techniques and how you can manage your stress on a day-to-day basis. In other episodes, I'll be talking about career transition. What tools do you need to be successful in a job search when you're moving from one career into a totally different track? These are questions that you need answers to, and I can help you find those answers. My name is Kitty Boytnot. Welcome to Teachers in Transition. Hi, this is Kitty Boytnot of Teachers in Transition, and today I'm offering episode three of the podcast and YouTube channel, Teachers in Transition. Now, I've offered in the previous episodes that I'll be alternating between talking about stress management and strategies for managing your stress proactively and more effectively, and job search strategies, career-changing strategies. What do you need to think about? What do you need to know when you are undertaking a job transition? Now, I specialize in working with burnt-out teachers who have come to the conclusion that staying in the profession is no longer an option, that they need to find something new to do for some, sooner rather than later. Some are thinking more long-term. You know, I've got four more years before it's time to retire, and I just I want to be planning proactively. Some are, I already quit. I need something as soon as possible. Some are, I've decided not to sign my letter of intent for next year. I'm finishing out this year, but after that, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. And I help in that many times people make this change without having thought through, what is it that you want to do next? And I don't recommend that you approach this question of what would you like to do next with a limited attitude of, well, what am I qualified to do? Because the fact of the matter is, with a college education, you're qualified to do many things that you may not have actually majored in in college. I mean, you could take a poll and find out that many, if not most people, are working in areas in which they didn't necessarily major um, in college. They figured out other ways to fall into or to become uh, people who are working in their particular endeavors in spite of, not because of, what they majored in in college. So a college education gives you an edge for sure. The fact that you're a teacher in my book means you've got a good heart. You're, you've probably got a pretty decent work ethic. You don't expect to get rich quick 
or overnight. So you're not looking for some get uh, rich quick scheme. You're willing to work hard for what you make. But the dilemma that you've run into, or the dilemma at least that many of my clients tell me they've run into, is that they feel like they're, they're, they've lost all sense of balance in their lives. It, from September until June when school is in, there's no time for anything else, not time for family, not time for friends, not time for hobbies or leisure time activities, no time for fun. And as one young teacher told me, even when I'm not working on schoolwork, I'm thinking about it. I can't get away from it. It is always on my mind. What do I need to be planning to do? What is left undone that I need to be tending to? She feels guilty when she does something not related to her work because she feels like she's not doing what's expected of her by her students, by her students' parents, and by the administration. So, you know, that kind of unrelenting pressure can lead to all sorts of um, unintended, exacerbated uh, circumstances that can lead to your being sick, which is why I talk about the stress of teaching as well as the importance of being smart about making your career change if you've decided that you're absolutely committed to making a change in your career. And part of the reason that I do this work, in spite of the fact that I was a committed advocate for public education for more than half of my life, that I'm a past president of of the Virginia Education Association, which is the largest organization in Virginia representing teachers and students and learning environments and the importance of funding our schools in spite of that history of my own, my own personal background. I now help teachers leave the profession because on a micro level, on an individual one-on-one level, I have recognized that life is too short for anyone, you, me, or anyone else, to be living, feeling like you're caught in a career or a job that you no longer love and that you don't feel absolutely 100% committed to. That is a surefire way to making yourself sick in the long term, and I don't recommend that. So in this episode, I'm going to talk briefly about the number one thing that you need to do if you've made the decision that it is time for you to leave teaching or whatever your profession may be. Teachers are not the only ones who leave their profession. There are people who leave the corporate world to go into teaching. There are people who leave the healthcare industry because of the bureaucracies and inadequacies that they see that they no longer want to participate in. People leave their individual careers for a variety of reasons. And frankly, sometimes people leave voluntarily because they no longer enjoy what they're doing. Some people are forced out. People are downsized. People lose their jobs on a daily basis. Companies merge. Departments are dissolved. Positions are eliminated. Uh, when I was doing a lot of pro bono work a few years ago, I noticed a certain trend 
of a lot of older workers in their 50s and early 60s being let go by their companies because they were too expensive to hold on to. And the, the people in charge, the management, had, had decided that those individuals were no longer needed for their company to be successful. And so they just cut them loose. Little ceremony. You know, one, one lady shared, she was told on a Friday before Christmas, clean out your desk, don't come back. We no longer need your services. So that can happen. And, and when that happens, you're at a career crossroads by chance, not necessarily by choice. Either way, you're at a crossroads and you have decisions to make. So I want to encourage you in this episode, I want to leave you with one thought. And that is when you are about to undertake a job change or a career change of any kind, whether it's by chance or by choice, the number one decision to make is what is it that you want next in your career? What do you want? Not what do you think you can do, not what do you think you might have to settle for, not what you might be qualified to do. None of that is important. or I mean, it is important, but it's not as important. Is you're getting clarity and focusing on what is it that you, as an individual, want to do. One of the exercises I give my prospective clients when I'm helping them to decide whether they want to work with me or not, I ask them, if I gave you a magic wand and you could wave it, and have, be, or do anything on the planet without worrying about how you might make it happen or how practical it might be. Just allow yourself to dream for a few minutes. If I gave you a magic wand and anything was possible, do you know what it is that you want to do next? Now, if you can answer that question, you're one of maybe two out of a hundred who can most people, I can see them through the phone, shrug their shoulders. <laughs> what a good question, they'll say. I wish I knew. They might have a vague kind of squishy feeling, but not a clear idea. And I contend that if you want to make this career transition and you want to be happy at the end of it, you want to be satisfied that you have gone in the right direction and you have found the right thing for you, that the first thing, the first order of business is for you to decide what is it you want to do. And then everything else will begin to fall into place. Now, unfortunately, a lot of people think the first thing they do when they're ready for a job change is that they write a resume. And I contend that that makes as much sense as booking your airfare and, and making your hotel reservations before you've decided where you want to go on vacation. Nobody does that. If you did that, people would think you were nuts, right? Who would do that? Nobody. And yet, almost 99.9% of people, if you ask them, what's the first thing you should do when you're ready for a job change? Write a resume. 
Uh, no. I want you to wait until you have figured out what you're doing first. What is it that you want to do? And then you craft your resume to go in alignment with that. If you write your resume right this minute, today, it's simply going to chronologically list everything you've ever done. And more chances than not, it will include duties and responsibilities as opposed to the hard transferable skills that employers are looking for future employees to have. So first decide what you want to do, and then you're in a position to identify what skills do you actually have? What have you done in your past that translates to what you want to do moving forward? And do you need to take a course or two? I don't recommend that you go back to school, especially if you've already got student debt loans. You don't need to add to your debt at this stage, but you might need to take an online course or two that will give you some credibility as you make this change from one lane to another in your career. But first you have to figure out what is it that you want. And I cannot emphasize enough the importance of making that one critical decision. Otherwise, you'll simply be right back here in another few years trying to figure out, well, you know, whatever it was you switched to that time didn't pan out. Now what? You can avoid some of that by creating the clarity and getting very, very focused on what is it that you want. Not what your parents think you should want, not what your spouse thinks you should look for, not what your friends think you should settle for. This is all about you. And in fact, I tell people during this early phase, don't talk to anybody about it except a trusted coach or mentor, someone who is third party, objective, not going to have any skin in the game, not going to be worried. I mean, not that a coach wouldn't be concerned about your well-being, but not worried in the same way that a spouse is worried or that parents are worried or that friends are worried. You want a coach who's going to provide you with a safe playing area where you can play with possibilities until you hit on the one thing that hits you right here. Oh, gosh, what if I could do that? If I could do that, I think I would really have found my calling. So, number one thing, what do you want? That's the first step in any job change or career uh, transition. And until and unless you decide that, nothing else will really matter. So that's it for today. Welcome to Teachers in Transition. My name is Kitty Boynton. And again, I would ask you to subscribe to this channel and share with your friends if you found any of this message resonating for you. And offer a comment or leave a question, and I'll be sure to answer. I look forward to hearing your comments and thoughts because I want you to feel like you're getting the most out of this whole stress-related, job search-related mission that I'm on, that I have found that is my calling. 
So that's it for today. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you'll come back. So there you have it, an episode of Teachers in Transition. I hope you enjoyed the information and I hope you'll plan to come back. Please subscribe to Teachers in Transition so that you can be alerted of future episodes. And let me know if you have any questions or topics that you would like me to specifically cover in a future episode. I'm more than happy to help with individual questions as well. So email me at kittyboytnot at boytnotcoaching.com. If you are interested in finding a new career or just enjoying your life more, this is the place to start. I'm Kitty Boytnot, and this is Teachers in Transition.